Hi, my name is Martina Barakaska and I'm Ben's guest on Big Fat Five this week. What up? Welcome back to Big Fat Five, a podcast financially supported by Big Fat Snare Drum. This week's guest is Martina Barakoska, a Macedonian drummer, educator, composer, and clinician. I found out about Martina on Instagram and I was hooked immediately. She's just starting her career and I'm really excited to see how it unfolds. All in all, I just think she's a badass drummer and I wanted to chat. So go give her a follow at I am the underscore M on Instagram and TikTok and just go to school. Today we discuss the five-ish records that helped shape Martina into the drummer she is today. Cheers. So many of my listeners for this podcast are in the, the U.S. and the U.K., and they probably don't know what it was like to grow up in, uh, in Macedonia. So no. can you, uh, yeah. uh, <laughs> so can you, I, and I want to get to know you through your journey with music, which is why this whole show is, is formatted the way it is. But um, what role did music play in your early life in Macedonia? Okay, so I'm, I didn't grow up in a like, musical family. They didn't uh, play instruments or had any connection whatsoever with music, but there was always like uh, music on at like our place. And my sister was like a, a big lover of, of music. We always had like MTV when it was good, and and just we were always like watching. Oh, what's today's like top uh, something or hey. When she was at school and I was home, I was like, uh, you know, you miss this song and this song and this song, you know, and, you know, it was always this excitement about music that that I felt when, even when I was little. So I guess that's where it comes comes from, because I, I was always like... Um, into drawing, into listening music and into like creating something. So I guess drums were just the vessel through which I chose to to do creative work, if I if I may put put it that way. I guess I didn't know that I will do this professionally until I finished high school, because before uh, in high school, I had a school band. We we had like a lot of fun playing bunch of gigs like doing cover songs doing like we even did a an ep of four songs so i, I but until i finished i was like okay as the years were like going through you know through the senior year you say i was like i do not want to do anything else when i finish high school except like play my drums so that's when I went to music school. It's a local one. It's not like a big deal, but it was a good way to get into like the okay, now what about music theory, you know, you know, what about uh reading reading uh notation and and it was like a, a handful of, of things that I needed to go through, you know, to call myself i guess in in this box of being a professional musician so from being in a general high school i just went all in and and decided to be something that i never thought i was gonna be so it was a fun process and doing it in macedonia it was even more fun <laughs> like uh it's it's not like a, a country we with um a lot of um how do you say um we don't have like a a, a music business or a music industry industry that's like yeah it's uh, you know th this country is like two million people 
uh, country. It's not too big. It's not too old. It's like 30 years um, wow. old. Yeah, I know. I know. Uh, I mean, not surprisingly, but very little about Macedonia, unfortunately. Yeah, it, it was part of Yugoslavia. So um, we are still like growing and a lot of stuff uh, are just not working out maybe so well as as uh, other countries but you know if if i if someone asked me if i would um choose somewhere else to be born in like some other country i i guess i'd say no because it made me like a stronger person because not a lot of the things i wanted were were that easy you know in, in a way but yeah it's it's a the Balkans is like a whole other universe and, and story. So I guess music school was kind of my way into getting into the world and, and surrounding surrounding myself with, with musicians and, and people that do this, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So and you don't have to say it if you don't want to, but what was the name of that band? And is that that high school band? Uh, and is the oh. EP available if people want to check out Young Martina? Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, that was like 2017. So yeah, uh, we can share a link. It was yeah. called Asteroid. Is that how you pronounce it? Like, is Asteroid, that the yeah. Yeah, from the book, The Little Prince. Like, I okay. love, that's one of my favorite books. It was like uh, we we didn't have a name until we we signed up for a, um, a festival and they said the, the festival said but you need to have a name you know <laughs> and we were like okay and that was the name so inspired by the little prince I think I know that book um, it's it, it's like a children's like uh, picture yeah. book right okay yeah yeah. yeah. It's not exactly a picture, but it's a it's a really good book. It's a children's book, but as you grow up, when you come back to it, it's like when you see it from the other perspective, it's really good. Mm -hmm. I recommend. Right, I, will, I will check it out. Um, and what was your first... I know you said watching MTV, but do you remember your first musical memory? Uh, was it a specific video? Was it a specific song your parents put on? I know that... <laughs> Shakira was really popular when I mm. was growing up and uh, you, on MTV I vividly remember Bring Me to Life by Evan Ensign's the music video <laughs> yeah. when mm -hmm. she climbs the, the building. Yep. The, I, I, I don't know if that's good enough but I guess that's my first memory. That's definitely like, good enough. I loved watching like uh, TV stations that they put Macedonian music, MTV, but in Macedonia, let's say, mm -hmm. like, put, let's put it like that. So I loved watching uh, like music videos from Macedonia, I guess. Mm -hmm. So something, a mix of that. Would you, I mean, back in the day watching those, would you describe Macedonian music a certain way? Um, or is there a certain artist people would be like, oh, this is a good kind of foray into Macedonian music? Yeah, there's a thing that's called like Macedonian pop. Like, oh, it's a okay. really, <laughs> it's a, it's distinguishable. Like, once you hear it, you, you, you would understand what I'm saying if okay. you hear it. Hey y'all, I wanted to, <laughs> I can't say, I wanted to talk to you about a drum I've recently received from Preston at Vessel Drum Co. It's an ocean patinaed 14 by five and a half snare drum, and it's incredible. It's got a 1.5 millimeter shell, brass shell, with 10 lugs, chrome over brass, triple flange hoops, a trick uh, three position strainer, 42 strand wires. It's lovely, it's loud, and it cuts and records as beautiful as a piece of butter cake. And, and Preston actually, this is why it's called the ocean patina, is he covers the shell with seaweed and then drops it in the ocean for a certain period of time. And then it patinas with all these crazy cool designs. And if you all remember, Preston was actually one of the first guests on the podcast. When I first started out, I didn't really know what the Big Fat Five format was going to be or if it was going to be even Big Fat Five at all. 
but I went to his garage, his his you know where he makes all of his drums. It was really cool. He walked me through the episode. It's essentially from start to finish what happens with the drum, and it was it was a really fun episode. It's now archived at bigfatsnaredrum.com, just because it doesn't fit the format of Big Fat Five. I want you to get back to the show, but go check it out. This drum is beautiful, and he actually let me use it on an Eve Six tour, and I didn't keep it, and I regretted it ever since then, just because I was trying to pinch pennies at the time, and I just kept thinking about it, and so the opportunity to get it again was presented, and it is one of my favorite drums. So the Ocean Patinaed 14 by five and a half snare drum, check it out, reach out to me, go to Vessel Drum Co., the Instagram's just at Vessel Drum Co. and check it out. It's amazing. It's beautiful. Sounds great. Bye. All right. So let's just get into your choices because I want to get to I want to get to know you a little more. Obviously, I know you're drumming. Um, I could watch your videos all day. It's it's really. Oh, I, thank I, I would you. say your videos are very relaxing to watch. I mean, because your your thank technique. You. I know we were just talking about you know taking lessons with a a friend of the pod, Dave Vilich. Um, watching a drummer that has effortless technique is. It's just, it's cathartic for me. And you have that. So wow. uh, keep it up. Thank you. That's, yeah. that's like, I guess the best compliment next to uh, good time and, and, and good sound. Yeah. yeah. Like good technique is like when it feels good, uh, when it looks good, I guess it feels good as well. So thank you. Sweet. All right. So the first one is Californication came out in 99. It's and the album, or sorry, and the artist is Red Hot Chili Peppers. Drummer is, of course, Chad Smith. So take it of away. Of course. Yeah. So um, Californication, the song um, and the album are like one of the few moments when I've had like that aha moment when, you know, you are into a certain style of music and then you hear something completely different, like like so different that you're like what the hell is this you know but it's so good in the same time that you like uh for the next five seconds you're all hooked up and 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 just like uh obsessing over it so yeah when when i heard that it was definitely not in 99 or 2000 it was when i started playing drums and californication the song is the one that I had the goal to learn because like the um, I love the feel of the song. I love the ghost notes. They're so like good and and the whole song is just flows and it's like a big story and and it's like whenever I hear it, it, it never gets boring. I don't know how is that possible, but I, I don't think it it's it's so simple but it, it's so like not boring at the same time so that was uh the thing with i think it's the groove of californication that that got me hooked up to to the song so much and and like my brain that was trying to uh figure out how to do like all those drags and and nuances that that chat's playing with you know he is also one of my 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 first uh, favorite drummers so i love that he's always so groovy when he plays nothing is ever too solid you know it it always just like moves around and i love that about him you know when you hear californication it's like the left hand is so so soft and, and nice and and it and groovy and he plays like a close hi hat, but he always jumps with his left foot. If you focus on the on the on the on the hi hat, it, it's a it's a really nice sound. Yeah, I think everyone will know what I'm talking about. And I know when I I figured out the, how to play like the ghost notes and like the whole groove, 
it was like a different level. I felt like I was like, okay, now I unlocked something that I can, uh, you know, that totally. I can explore. And it's so steady at the same time. And to get to get those those rim shots that consistent, yeah. it's like you you listen to it as a drummer, you're like, oh, the the notes themselves are you know intermediate, yeah. I guess. But to get the tones that he gets out of his drums, yeah, it's insane. It's like so big. It, it's really big. Yeah. So awesome. He could have done like da da boom. He just goes, yeah. pause, drag into it. That's so good. Yeah. Mary McGill be my favorite to the world, be my very own constellation. A teenage guy with a baby inside getting high on information. When you watch him play, he is the loosest drummer. Like I swear his, his wrists are made of like noodles. Yeah. Which is, you know, you can hear that in his in his tone. He's always like all over the place with his hands, but he's always like here with his body. And it's exactly. Really... He's super tall, right? I think he's like yeah. six five or six. six yeah. And he's now playing, I think, more intensively. That's how I feel. Like, because, mm -hmm. like, the whole music is a bit more upfront. Yep. And he's just laying in more. And now the. It will be harder. Just a quick note for Red Hot Chili Peppers. I think there's not like it was a hard choice. I think I was really uh, torn between Californication and By the Way because on mm. By the Way is like this the, 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 this whole other story that's like uh, they're so different and like more like emotional. Um, not so, I guess. Californication is a bit like uh, under like under pressure. It, it, that's how I feel for it. And, and by the way, it's like more like flowy and, and open. When I heard that, it was like, boom. <laughs> yeah. I think by the way was actually the third record I ever bought. Mm -hmm. uh, the first one was Americana by The Offspring. The second one was regretfully a Marilyn Manson record. And then <laughs> uh, the third one was, yeah, by the way. But... Um, all right, so number two, and I love I love this girl Stella Mazgawa, and it's the yes. album War Paint by the band War Paint came out in 2014. Yeah. So so yeah, where were you when this when this album hit you in the right spot? Oh, I was um, out with friends, mm. and a friend uh, was like the first song that I heard uh, from them was Bees. Mm. And she was like, you know, you're a drummer and this is a girl drummer. So I think you'll like her. And I was like, okay, let's check it out. And she played it and I was like, yeah, okay. They sound different for sure. You know, it was like, uh, uh, is the, the second aha moment. Like when I was like already like really into red hot chili peppers and it was everything was so soft and emotional as, as they are you know mm -hmm. and like then you have warping and they're even more like emotional and and like uh i don't know everything like colorful and and happy and sad at the same time so i was like 
who are those like what's going on like i i, I could not i don't know so um and the fact that um you know when i was in high school there were not a lot of like uh, girls that were playing drums or or like girl bands and everything so when i saw them it was like oh my god this is so like encouraging in a way like it, it was so good to see those girls they were so good like every one of them like emily jenny on the bass theresa and and stella is like a, a different world universe um they're also so so great i was really looking up to them you know it was uh a, a moment when where i felt like oh my god this is what i want to do and yeah i they they were when whenever i felt like you know unmotivated and and stuff like that i was always like i don't know it was just something about them that was keeping me you know going i cannot really explain it and put it into words but it's just a feeling and yeah i have this like strange connection with the band like it was on a, a deeper level it's one of my favorite bands so yeah i was like outfit with friends and when i got home i checked them out and i was like oh my god and then those sessions that they played uh from like they're it's called rough trade sessions mm, yeah rough trade they played a bunch of songs from that album and i was like oh my god and and even like old songs that they they made it like uh in the you know because stella was not always uh, a part of the band like mm -hmm. the way they played like the old songs is like just a, a different story so i i think i fell in love with that session and then everything from that was uh history <laughs> uh but keep it healthy uh love is to die is like one of the i i'd say it's a masterpiece like keep mm -hmm. it healthy is one of the like I don't know, mind-blowing stuff that I've heard when I was younger. And this riff, I love it. I love his, uh, her, you know, organic sound. You totally. She, yeah, she she's sounds so organic all the time. Her snare sound is amazing, like this dry. And the fact that they all sing is yep. amazing as well. Yeah. Are they still together? Yeah, they're about to to drop a new album. Awesome. Which is nice. Yeah. And I always love this big sound, you know, this dry big sound that she has, like with the right symbol when it's like so open and so dry at the same time. I love it. If I if I have someone asks me about my sound and everything, I think I'll like a big percent of how I sound or I guess my projection and, and my influence is Stella because really I, I I really love her sound and I spend a lot of time like figuring out how she does it and and how she sounds like that and and just trying to 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 channel that mm -hmm. in a way, yeah. That's a cool beat. Yeah, and I, I spent so much time when I was growing up just trying to, to play this song from beginning to end, just like she does it and, and, and like do it and without a mistake, you know? 
that was like my one of my goals. And it's so different all the time, like I I love I love her playing. It's so delicate and, and so meaningful and I think she reacts to the music really well. So she fits in in the right spot and she does fills in the right spot and she always does them like you know, with, with a slight variation, you know, and with a slight, you know, um storytelling moment you know um mm. so if something appears a, a, a couple of times you know if a moment appears and she does a feel at that moment she will always do it a little bit differently and it's 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 really nice to see like i i know that there's like thoughts a thought behind that i at least that's how i'm seeing it maybe is that how you've kind of formulated stuff when you're writing parts? You kind of take that and run with it? Yeah, and uh, yeah, I, I think it's because I, I tried to to understand her. That's how I, I started going and approaching things, you know? Not like copying, but just I really liked the, the, the approach, the, you know, the thoughtful thing of, of a like cadence drumming you know like mm -hmm. how it feels right if if you hear it in your head it feels right it will sound right and everyone will feel it you know and mm -hmm. i think also benny grab does that like in a most like virtuosic uh, yeah like in a most amazing way you know and that's why when i first heard him is was like it Stopped everything and 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 that I've ever heard like uh, like one of his drum solos on on a drum festival. It was like amazing to hear. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's that Drumio festival too. I think it was the one that happened right before the pandemic became the pandemic, mm. where he like messes up. And he, he, at least, maybe he didn't mess up. At least he blames himself live, and he like yeah. has to restart three times. But just you can tell in his in his uh, heart of hearts, he's just he loves it. He's like, yeah, I messed up. It's all good. And it made me yeah. feel better because I'm like, oh, my God, Benny Greb messed up three times yeah, in a row. He's, he's human. This is. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what CGI is this? this isn't really Benny. Um, no, but going back to uh, to Jenny from from War Pain, I remember the first time I saw them, it was I want to say it was either jimmy fallon or seth myers one of the late night shows where she's playing bass and i don't know how she timed it or maybe they did it after the fact they edited it this way but they're all kind of zooming in on each one of the members and jenny's just playing bass and the camera zooms in it's like almost just her like shoulder up facing the camera and she looks over and she just winks in like the coolest way possible uh that i was like this is the coolest <laughs> band ever um, yeah I'll I'll send you the video after we get off because it, yeah, it really is. You're just like, oh, she's so cool. She was way cooler yeah. than me on my couch. <laughs> but uh, yeah, War Paint's awesome. <laughs> I agree. Yeah, word. Uh, all right, so number three, and this is one of my favorite albums of all time. Uh, we've actually had an episode specifically with me and Gunnar Olsen talking about Phil and our favorite Phil moments. But it's the album In Rainbows. came out in 2007, and it is, of course, Radiohead with, like I said, Phil Selway on drums. Yeah, so I love this album, and I think um, why I fell in love with this album is, I guess, the basement sessions. I love watching, like, bands live like i think that always there's like a really nice way of hearing an album is a different thing but hearing like play them the album live is a completely different experience and i think when i heard weird fishes and uh reckoner and like all those songs i was like oh my god and i was just hooked immediately and um 
I don't know. I don't have much to say. It's just like one of those albums that's like so right and so perfect that I don't even have anything to say. You know, it's uh, musically a masterpiece. Like everything that Tom York does, he's like a, a genius. I don't think I I have like uh, something that Tom York did that I didn't like. I don't know. It's it's just an amazing album amazing like emotion and it's always like musically right and it it always puts me in a in a spot uh that's like really uh it always puts me in the same spot i wanted to say uh mm. when i put it on yeah yeah the song all i need changed the way i think about beats forever mm. You know, it's uh, just the syncopation with the bass drum and then dropping out the hi-hat just randomly for half a bar. It's these simple things that you're like, oh, you can make something that I would teach a student on day one uh, the most vibey thing in the world. And it's all yeah. about conviction and, and how Matt Johnston, who's been on the show, talked. He just says believability. Um, Phil just has that, you know. Mm. And also, um, and to kind of repeat what we were talking about with the show we did. I mean, Phil is just the perfect example. Maybe Ringo has this similarly of just adapting with the band and playing mm. for the song and just letting the songwriters be like, dude, I know we were doing this like mid nineties drum thing. Now, how about we do this? And he's like, dude, I'm going to be on board and I'm going to knock it out of the park. Um, exactly. He's one of the most underrated guys to do it. hundred yeah. percent. I'm, I'm, I'm happy you chose this and this record specifically, cause I kind of went back to, kind of a more organic sound for a few records. They went a little bit, not too much, but just obviously mm. a little more the electronic way. And they kind of um, came back. And that's why I love the basement sessions because you can tell that, oh, they, they can perform all these songs live. Um, it's yeah. not, they're not relying on a bunch of weird, you know, they're not relying on the studio. They can actually produce this. So it was a little more of an organic record for them. And I, I love it so much. Yeah, I love it. And, and the basement sessions is one of the most, perfect things and, and i i i just am at a loss for words i don't have much to say about this record and i think you described it perfectly it's so organic and it's so emotional and it's so like everything that you need to be in that kind of a mood that they always for me they always set me in a, a really specific radio heady mood mm -hmm. which i love yeah and and the basement video too that you're talking about is really cool for a second reason because whoever did the videography for that did such a good job of knowing where the camera should be during every song so you learn about the record in a whole different way because mm -hmm. you wouldn't know oh my god I didn't, I didn't know this like second arpeggiated synth was coming in but the camera goes you're like now i have to go listen to that song on the record again yeah, yeah, because yeah. they did such a good job of showing what the band was doing Reckoner is an amazing song because uh, I know that, you know, when he starts the beat, uh, exactly what you're talking about, they, 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 they film him mm -hmm. and you can see like how he plays it and, and like how he's so big and like his, I don't know, it's just amazing to, to see it. And, and um, I, I know that whenever i hear that song it's just the only thing if i sit on my drums is the only thing that i want to play then And I especially love like their B parts, you know, the, the because we suffer 
and yeah. with weird fishes is the same like I always love like I wait the whole song to hear that part you know um, yeah. it's amazing you know when there's a part that you look forward from the song oh sure yeah and it's cool going back to these records that have drummers that I'm assuming they didn't really quantize anything you sometimes look forward to these little mistakes quote unquote but um, these mm. little bits of humanity in there and, and Phil definitely has these in his playing for sure it's interesting the mix I'm hearing right now at least in my headphone it sounds I, I, I don't even hear the ride the ride symbol doing stuff right now yeah it's like I'm really on. roomy it's not at all pointed at yeah. specific elements so good and Gunner, uh, he has the ride that Phil uses in that video. I believe it's called the Uptown Ride. Um, it's a Zildjian. Oh, the, the it's like K, really dry one. Yeah. Yeah, super dry. We were he 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 played it in front of me, and I'm like, dude, that sounds that sounds so bad. But when you put it in context of everything, it's just like, oh, I'm not sure if it's the one he used on the record, but it's the one he used in the basement video. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. This part, like. It's amazing. He's using like his voice as like a vibrato synth. Mm. Yeah, he's playing chords with his vocals. I mean, now it's actual synth there on strings. I mean, I can't imagine being in this band when Tom's like, hey guys, I have a few new songs. And you just, before he starts play, you're like, I'm, I, I, there's a chance I could be hearing one of the best songs ever written. Um, like a classic exactly. song. Yeah, like imagine being in Radiohead and someone comes at a rehearsal and he's like, here's Reckoner. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And you're like, what, <laughs> what is this? Yeah, I'm so curious. It'd be it'd be awesome to do one of those um, like song exploder. I would love to hear the demo of what this is because obviously the beginning, I'm just, it's just that that, that 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 guitar part is probably what Tom wrote. But I'm I'm curious how much of that, if Phil just did that ride thing and then that became a second thing, or I want to know when Tom brought it to the band. At what stage mm. was it? Because I I mean yeah. Tom's a drummer as I'm sure you know, so maybe yeah. he did have kind of I'm thinking this weird, you know, loopy ride thing. But um, yeah, yeah, I would love to be a fly in the wall for this for this record especially because it is very organic. Everyone has like a part that can play. Yeah, such a good song. Amazing. Glad we heard that. Yeah, me too. It just it, it even now it it successfully took me to that mood. You know that Radiohead yeah. puts me especially this record it's mm -hmm. amazing it's soothing but a little bit unsettling as well i don't know i don't know how to ex explain it yeah i think that's a great way to describe it that's yeah. a great way to describe it um all right so number four which is kind of number four slash four a slash four b and it's john mm -hmm. Frashanti and his uh, his solo records and you actually put yeah. two separate solo records um, yeah. The first one being This Will to Death, or The Will to Death from 2004, yeah. and then Empyrean from 2009. So, yeah. floor is yours. I just don't have to say much about this, but I, it was in the same era when I was really uh, into the Red Hot, and when I heard everything, and then I was like... Yeah, okay, John's not the guitarist anymore, but what is he doing? Because, like, I loved watching live shows, as we said, of, like... And you're looking forward to the moment of the song when John solos and, and like, he, like, leaves his soul, uh, like, on, on the stage. And it's amazing to, to see and hear. So uh, that's how I I think I, I just fell in love with his musicality and ex expression. So everything that I heard, like I don't I cannot explain it. Like literally all uh, like like every album that I heard, 
uh, from uh, Neandra, the one like that where he um, recorded on cassettes and everything like on the, I don't know, on an acoustic guitar. Uh, to the Empyrean, like the, the biggest, fullest, uh, most open uh, uh, sounding album. It's like amazing. I always I always learned something else about him and, and about his thoughts and musicality. And he always had different approaches and he mm-hmm. always, um, you know, he I, I think he is like an example of of um you are for example let's say you are really into in rainbows and it shows in your playing it shows in your music making it shows in your songs and i think you can see like in every album you can see and hear who is listening to and and how uh, and how he feels and and what he's going through and like i love his openness as much as he's not open like to talking mm. about everything he's open in in showing it uh in his music and i i love that about him yeah. so yeah and i know that when the empyrean is an amazing album it's so pure in a way the will to dead has amazing songs curtains is uh, an amazing album um i don't i'm i'm not sure if that was the right name but the afterglow maybe with josh klinghoffer uh is an amazing album as well and it's really like uh klinghoffer also did like uh, sound effects uh, at some point uh with the red hot um and he's also doing that on that album, and it's amazing. All right. Uh, did you want to play the Afterglow? Uh, it's none of those albums, but yeah, sure, sure. All right. Or we can play. I mean, I had the other ones queued up. If you'd rather play a song from The Will to Death or Empyrean. No, play the the Afterglow. It's it's a good one. And he always collabs with and, and makes me music with a lot of different musicians. It's not every time that he's like, oh, this is the drummer for my solo record. I guess it's just a feeling like sometimes it's Chad, sometimes it's Josh, because he's a drummer as well. And I don't know, it, it's a bunch of people and I love that. This is cool. This sounds, it's from 2004. Um, and the album is A Sphere in the Heart of Silence. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, Thank you. <laughs> yeah, this is, this is cool. This is very timeless. This doesn't sound like it's 16 or now at this point 17 years old. Yeah. Yeah. And a, a fun fact is that Josh was uh, playing drums for Warpaint at some point at some of the albums. Which ah. is amazing. He's on uh, the song Elephants, which is an amazing uh, like drum part. Maybe okay. you could play it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Elephant. Like, I I love that song, and it's it's amazing. All right, so that was the Afterglow, and now here is Elephants by by Warpaint. It's like you would never expect him to come with this. You'll hear. At least I didn't. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, I would have I gone boom, boom, teka, boom, teka, teka, boom. You know, like some kind of syncopated <laughs> on like the, the rim clicks or something. And now this thing. It's so over the place, but it fits the song so well. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> This is so cool. Yeah, that's so interesting. It's almost like he played it and they just like scooted it over half a bar and like that's the drum yeah, yeah, part. Yeah. It's like, oh, I'm gonna try this. And it was like, oh, we're gonna keep it. You're done. Yeah. <laughs> But it, guys, I was just trying to works. make you laugh. This is not, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love it in a really weird way. In a, it's something that you would remember, you know. Oh, you know that beat from Elephants, you know that drum beat. It's crazy, <laughs> and it's like instant hook. If you hear yeah. it, like soloed you would know it's from this song and it's really good you know i am looking for a new soundcheck song for my new tour coming up so this might have to be it thank you yeah martina you're welcome <laughs> all right so number five is monin from a long yes. time ago 1959 the great art blakey and the jazz messengers is the artist and of course it's uh, art blakey on drums so, yep. um, yeah, this is kind of an outlier from your other choices. So this is great. What what about this album stuck out to you? Well, um, I think it's one of the when I went to music school, as I said, it was um, mostly jazz that we worked on. And mm -hmm. before that, I was into this music that I I we played until now. So it was a big, you know jump from really experimental music from like modern era to to jazz i don't know how it is uh there in music schools but there were a lot of rules there because we're not familiar i was not familiar with, with jazz music so um this is one of the first things that i heard like uh like Moonin was one of the first songs that I played with the ensemble uh, that I was in. So it was, it cannot be, it cannot not be an influence, you know? And I love it for many reasons. One, because I was really uncomfortable, you know? It was like uh, something that I've never tried, never did, never listened to. It was not like a tradition uh, anywhere to to listen to jazz, uh, at least uh, where, where I was, you know, in my circles. So, yeah, it was a, a, a big step forward, I guess, to just learning about the history of music and learning about jazz and all those like legendary drummers. Art Blakey is one of the first ones that I really loved. Like I loved his uh, and I think one of the the things that I noticed and I, I love that you uh, were doing this because it's somehow I analyzed what I like uh, and one thing is that it sounds big you know and mm. and a lot of of those drummers and songs like sound big and I love like that big bandish sound like the 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 art Blakey with you know he's always like full with energy and with like a lot of like fast stuff and he's so happy when he plays and I love that about him and there are a lot of great songs there let me let me just um moaning is a great song and are you real is an amazing song I I love like the feel of that song you can you can play that one and yeah, let's I know do that one because moaning's nine minutes long so uh. yeah yeah <laughs> We can just hear the theme. It's amazing. Mm -hmm. 
I like the sound of his right symbol. Yeah. It's so different, and I kind of learned to love that it's different from everything I loved before yeah. I went to school. And I did have a hard time, like, uh, fitting in with, like, this kind of uh, playing style. Mm -hmm. I maybe oh, nice. still do. But yeah, I'm I'm like one of my goals is to um, kind of get into and and find what I like and what's the thing that you know in rainbows touched me and I'm I'm sure that there's some like thing in in jazz that will like touch me in the same way you know and it, it will be close to me as those uh, previous albums speak to me you know and i think one of the honorable mentions is uh john coltrane so one of the the the, the musicians from like the the jazz era that that really speaks to me you know i i love his musicality and sensibility and and like his music is so good i i remember the first time that i heard equinox and like his songs and themes are always really powerful, so I, I love that about him. Well, let's uh, let's play Equinox by John Coltrane. Yeah. So cool. I've never heard this song before. No? No, I'm it's, not cool. It, it's, I'm not cool. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's amazing. It's amazing because it's... Uh, it's really flowing really nicely. Like, the bass and the drums are really, like, just, like, jumping from beat to beat and it's amazing to hear yeah it's recorded so interestingly and I'm not sure if this is coming through mono for you but it's like it seems like the, the everyone is so far away like it's recorded well but just like like that that lead, those 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 saxes sound like they're twenty five feet away. It's really musical. It's really like mm -hmm. they they all sound like one. They all sound like you played a chord on a piano, you know? Yep. A few of your other honorable mentions I wanted to dissect is 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 Paramore. I know I've heard you talk about Paramore before in the past. 
yeah, what is it about Paramore that really um, spoke to you? Uh, I think it's the drums and the energy um, because uh, it's it's funny because I never was like the fan of Paramore, like uh, just like sitting down and listening to them all day, you know, and, and fangirling. But when I went to, you know, in high school, I went to like uh, to a drum school, not a drum to a music school, but like a course i guess you could say that and like we at the end of the year we always did this uh like concerts together you know there were like drums there were singers bass players guitarists and we had like a list of 25 songs and you are gonna get like two songs from from those you know and you need to prepare them and you maybe we'll prepare them all semester you know mm -hmm. i somehow always got paramore or or you know muse or some <laughs> like kind of those uh songs so in a unconscious way i guess they're a big influence because i was um spending a lot of time playing their songs uh, mm -hmm. and learning their songs at least those like i i remember still into you though that was like a, a big bite for me back in the day because it's uh it's not a simple song there's like this like open hi-hats and rim plays and everything there's a lot going on uh, i cannot remember i know that i like i was dying to be able to play uh crush crush and misery business and monster they always have this like huge drums again and and like fast and and that's like the only time where fast was really like speaking to me because it was really energetic and big and mm -hmm. and and had a point you know it really suited the music and i always loved like jamming to them so that's why it's they're an influence you know mm -hmm. really like spontaneous i guess but i i love i love after laughter um and i love a bunch of their songs you did say the whole catalog, but I do have that album queued up. Is there a certain song from that record that you wanted to play for people that aren't familiar with a more current Paramore? There are like three favorites. So the most famous is Told You So. I love mm -hmm. that the drum parts. Uh, Pool and Idol Worship. So Idol Worship. It's so good. Would not expect it to be halftime, that's cool. But the bass drum keeps it still driving. It sounded like that, that cymbal was like, there's so much tape on it. Yeah. Because he crashed it, but it just... Yeah. Yeah. Haley's so awesome. Yeah. I love her uh, album. I Petals, haven't heard the, uh, her solo record. Yeah, it's you should, you should. We can, we can, can we queue up a song from her? Absolutely. Do simmer because I love the drums. Sure. All right, that was Idol Worship, and now uh, Simmer from uh, from the woman herself, Haley her the drummer is um is it aaron steel aaron steel yeah he's amazing his sound is amazing he's been on the podcast before he's a really uh that was a fun episode yeah this is a very aaron groove he's using so much snares so many snares i think there are three or something There's like a small one, the main one, and like a big, like with a big fat snare drum one. I don't know. Yeah. You did it. You mentioned it. Ray. <laughs> 
simmer, 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 simmer down. Ah, it's so cool. He's got like the, the, the same dry sound that I love with Stella. Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally. God, it's like, could you play softer? This for it. Oh yeah. Uh, it's amazing. Yeah, drums are fun. Drums are awesome. Yeah. Um, and I did want to finish with one, and it's uh, I know you've you've mentioned before uh, how your your love for James Blake. So oh, is yeah. there? Yeah. What's a what's a good James Blake song for someone who's not really familiar with with his stuff? I guess the the obvious answer is uh, retrograde. Okay. Next one is uh, there's a limit to your love. I've done a video like I love that he's, um, you know, I fell in love with his music when I figured out that I can jam to it, like because mm -hmm. they're like the drums are so minimal, and like I always like. I would shut the lights off and just put on James Blake and would just like uh, jump to it. And there's a limit to your love is that kind of a song. It's so soft and it's so powerful. I love that. There's a limit to so your good. Like a waterfall in slow motion Like a map with no ocean There's a limit to your love yeah, and his album The Color in Anything is okay. amazing as well. I think it's uh, one of his earlier ones. What, what song you think from that record? Um, Radio Silence is amazing. Okay. All right, Radio Silence. I love his vocals and how he always has like this choir of him like the the outro of this song is amazing Skipping forward. Ooh, that bass. Yeah. 
Well, I mean, you gave me so many honorable mentions, so maybe we can have you back on. Um, but uh, if people do want to go check out your drumming a little more, where, where can people find you on well, social media I, and all jazz? I have my Instagram. It's at IMD, that thingy. Uh, underscore? <laughs> so, at IMDM. Uh, no, wait. At... <laughs> <laughs> We'll get there. I didn't rehearse this. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh my God, this is this is the thing we're messing up on. Yeah. So you can find me on Instagram at imd underscore m. Mm -hmm. uh, that's my handle on TikTok as well. I am planning to post more more videos on YouTube, so you can find me there as uh, Martina Barakoska. Martina Barakaska, if you want to say it in Macedonian. <laughs> That's way cooler, yeah, yeah. So, Instagram, TikTok, oh, I have my website as well. If you want to maybe reach out to me or maybe learn more about me. Uh, so, it's uh, martinabarakaska.com. And that's the show. If you're listening on a platform that allows ratings and reviews, do that. It helps more people find the show, so it'll get bigger and better, and hopefully I'll have a chance to sell out one day. But you'll be an OG listener that can brag to all your friends. Anyways, why don't you go and check us out at BigFatSnareDrum.com and follow us on all the socials. Just search for Big Fat Snare Drum and you will find us. The show is edited in part using Isotope RX Audio Editor. It's amazing, so go check that out at Isotope.com. And thanks again to Gunnar Olsen for the theme music. Bye!